South Carolina landed another portal quarterback on Monday in Auburn's Robbie Ashford, who is going to bring several invaluable traits to South Carolina's quarterback room. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. We got a bunch to dive into on this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. We're going to talk about Robbie Ashford and some of the invaluable qualities that he's going to bring to South Carolina's quarterback room. I'll also have a guest and Lockdown Auburn host Zach Blackerby join me later on in the show to talk about Robbie Ashford's time on the Plains. And at the end, we'll talk about how a bad trend caught up to Lamont Paris and South Carolina's men's basketball team on Tuesday night in their loss to the Georgia Bulldogs. All of that on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Gamecocks. But let's start off with the biggest news coming out of Tuesday. As Auburn quarterback Robbie Ashford officially announced his commitment to South Carolina's football program. And with that commitment, Ashford is going to bring several qualities that other portal quarterbacks, quite frankly, would not have been able to bring to South Carolina's football roster. The first thing I want to point out here is Robbie Ashford is a quarterback that has starting SEC experience. And I think that heading into this offseason, a lot of us didn't really know if that was going to be a guarantee with any quarterback that the Gamecocks landed through the portal. But Robbie Ashford is going to bring that. He started 10 games for the Auburn Tigers over the past two seasons, for the most part, against SEC competition. And look, I know that we all talk about how it just means more in the SEC. I know that fans of other conferences and even some media members that cover other conferences, they strongly dislike that notion. But it truly is different down here in the Southeastern Conference. And so when you have someone who knows what it is like to go through the rigors of this conference week in and week out throughout a football season, it's just something that you really and truthfully, you can't put a number on and you can't really, you just don't get that with very many quarterbacks out there in the transfer portal. So that's one invaluable quality that Robbie Ashford's bringing to this room. The other thing is Robbie Ashford, he's not just bringing starting SEC experience. He is bringing experience that he has against old SEC West teams. I say old because starting in 2024, divisions are officially going away. But South Carolina, they are going to be playing several teams from the quote-unquote old SEC West in 2024. Teams like LSU, Ole Miss, and Alabama. Teams that they have not played on a yearly basis. And with Robbie Ashford and his experience against each of these teams, 
South Carolina, they could have a bit of an advantage when it comes to game planning for each of these opponents, especially considering the fact that Robbie Ashford played the quarterback position for the Auburn Tigers. You would have to imagine they had to digest a lot of information when his team was getting ready to play each of these opponents. So, whether he is starting for South Carolina or whether he is the backup for the Gamecocks, Robbie Ashford is going to be able to help Dow Loggins and the rest of this offense at least a little bit when the Gamecocks get set to play each of those teams this coming fall. And then the last invaluable trade that Robbie Ashford brings to this room is his dual threat ability and therefore his potential to have scheme continuity or to help Dow Loggins keep scheme continuity with this offense in 2024. Because as we have said before, we have to be honest about this, Lenore Sellers, with the way that he is going to play and the way he already played in 2023, there is a good chance that at some point this next season, Lenore Sellers, he could have to exit a game or two due to injury, whether it is for a drive or, gosh forbid, for the rest of an entire football game. And so, should that moment come, you want to ensure you hope in Dow Loggins case that your backup quarterback is going to be able to withstand the burden of having to all of a sudden be the guy in that offense and because Robbie Ashford is a dual threat quarterback he's definitely a great athlete might not be quite the passer that Lenore Sellers is but either way you're going to be able to take certain concepts from this offensive playbook that you would utilize with Lenore Sellers and you could still Put them to good use if Robbie Ashford is out there at quarterback. And that is a big deal because it means for Dow Loggins that, you know, he doesn't have to go to some break glass in case of emergency playbook or game plan if his starter goes down. So, Robbie Ashford, because of his overall SEC experience, his experience particularly against SEC West teams, and his skill set and some of the similarities between him and Lenore Sellers, he is going to bring a lot of traits to this quarterback room that are going to be beneficial, not just for that room, but for South Carolina's entire offense as well. So in my opinion, this is a good pickup for South Carolina, expecting Robbie Ashford to probably be the backup for the Gamecocks in 2024. This is about as good of a pickup as you could have gotten considering those circumstances. But of course... Well, I think it's fair to say that Robbie Ashford is going to bring a lot of positives to this quarterback room. We don't quite know what all he did in the past couple years over at Auburn. So, to help us get more insight on him, I'm going to be joined by Locked On Auburn host Zach Blackerby in just a couple of moments to discuss Robbie Ashford's game a bit further right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What is the one move that I can make that can take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team, both faster and for free. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you've got that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when they use 
LinkedIn jobs. So, what are you waiting for? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. We've already talked about Robbie Ashford a little bit on today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, but what better way to get to know South Carolina's new quarterback than to talk to someone who covered Robbie Ashford for the past couple years? And that's why I've brought on Locked On Auburn host Zach Blackerby to get more insight on Robbie Ashford. Zach, first of all, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. And uh, yeah, I I thought my days of talking about Robbie Ashford were done, but it doesn't seem like it. (laughs) Once a quarterback enters your program, he never leaves, especially in this new era of the transfer portal here in the SEC. But, Zach, let's go ahead and dive on into Robbie Ashford. Uh, To keep things simple to start off with, uh, let's just talk about what his overall time was like at Auburn. I know that he was kind of the starter on and off, especially when Peyton Thorne officially joined the roster this past offseason. So how would you describe Robbie Ashford's time on the Plains? Interesting, uh, a little bit of a roller coaster, and I don't think any of that's really Robbie's fault. When he was brought in, he was brought in during the same transfer window as former Texas A&M starter Zach Calzada. So many folks thought that Zach Calzada would be the guy. Ended up being T.J. Finley, the former LSU quarterback, and, and now he's at Texas State. T.J. Finley gets hurt. Robbie Ashford's the number two guy, and he finishes out that year under Brian Harson. And then he can ended up being the guy the following season. And Robbie's tough as nails. This is a guy who played through a lot of different injuries, a lot of injuries. And, and this is a guy that is dynamic with his legs. I mean, it doesn't take, you don't have to watch a whole lot of Robbie to realize how special of an athlete that he is. So the, the fact that Several folks called him. I saw, you know, he put on his socials that he went over to Utah and then obviously ended up with South Carolina. It makes sense why other programs want Robbie Ashford. Um, if if you're in a system that wants your quarterback to move around a little bit, I think Robbie's a good fit. Yeah, and for South Carolina, you know, he certainly has a similar skill set to a uh, presumed starting quarterback in Lenore Sellers, the guy who many Gamecock fans feel like will take over for Spencer Rattler. But of course, Shane Beamer, he emphasizes that competition is a vital part of his program. So we'll see if Robbie Ashford gets a real shot in spring practice and throughout fall camp. Yeah, and, and Andrew, I mean, he was sold that he's got a chance to be the starter, right? Talking to folks close to Robbie, in fact, the folks that broke the news about Robbie going to South Carolina, they had a conversation with Robbie, and the big sales pitch from Beamer, it sounded like, was, hey, you've got a chance to be our most talented quarterback as soon as you step foot on campus. And so I, I think he's going to have the chance. I think competition is what was sold to Robbie, and that's ultimately why he went there. I think Robbie just wants a chance. I think that's really kind of his big thing, and I don't know if he necessarily feels like Auburn gave him a chance. So hopefully South Carolina gives him that chance, and hopefully he makes the most of it. Yeah, going back to Robbie's skill set for a second, Zach, you mentioned earlier that he's uber-athletic, and I think that every SEC football fan, just in general, if you watched an Auburn game the past couple years, you definitely saw that with Robbie Ashford. 
So talking about his ability to throw the football, what is sort of one area where you feel like, you know, he needs to improve if he wants to, you know, not just compete, but maybe win the starting job in Columbia? Every aspect of passing. I mean, that is by far his weakness. And I do think he was a little bit better than, you know, the amount of passes that he threw at Auburn this past season. Auburn's receiving game was brutal. And so I think you saw all quarterbacks numbers look a little worse than they actually probably should have been. And I think Robbie was certainly part of that. You know, he, he didn't throw it a ton. And then, you know, he would throw a pick. Um, there was one kind of late in the season when they finally opened up the passing game to him to give him a chance. You know, he would turn the ball over. But I think he's got the the work ethic to improve in that area. He just hasn't really he hasn't really done it yet. And it's clear that the coaching staff, Hugh Freeze and the Auburn coaching staff a year ago, they wanted to put Robbie Ashford on the field. He ran a lot of wildcat type plays. They called we called him red zone Robbie because he was so effective in running the ball in the red zone. That could be something that you see at South Carolina, but as far as him throwing the football consistently, Andrew, if he could figure out how to do that, he'd be a really special player. There's a growing belief in Columbia, Zach, that for South Carolina's offense in 2024, it could be an offense that revolves a lot more around RPOs. Dow Loggins worked with Kendall Browse for a time in Arkansas, and Kendall Browse, he's known for RPOs in his offensive system. If that indeed is the case... Do you think that that gives an advantage to Robbie Ashford considering his skill set that he brings to Columbia? I think it could. Once again, it goes back to can Robbie pull it all together? Very special athlete. You know, he he would be in situations and Hugh Freeze would call him out at press conferences, which I don't know if that was necessarily the right move, but it's what happened. And he would say that, you know, Robbie didn't make the right read. And so there were a lot of instances where it was a clear, just to the average fan, a situation where he should give it, and he chose to to keep it because he wanted to make a play so bad every time he had the football, it, which I think is great. It's a great mindset to have, but right. you know, as far as the RPO, he's ran it. He's ran it in practice consistently. I think he understands what he needs to do, but the implementation and execution of it, I don't know if he always nailed that, but he absolutely could. I, I believe he's got the skill set to do it. One more question for you, Zach, before you go. Really appreciate all the time that you have spent with us today on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Um, just more of a general question, because the transfer portal, of course, it seems like every offseason, every program is losing a bunch of guys that, you know, maybe they kind of mutually parted ways from and then other guys that they didn't want to lose. And there seems to be a growing belief in the sport of college football that the backup quarterback now could be the most important position. I mean, it already is very important already, but... In this new era of the transfer portal, do you think that this is the kind of pickup that can fly under the radar but end up paying dividends for a team like South Carolina who's looking to bounce back from a bit of a down year in 2023, having a guy that has SEC experience and could fit potentially in their system like a Robbie Ashford? I think so, and I say that, Andrew, because Robbie's literally done that. He flew under the radar when he transferred from Oregon to Auburn. So many people just said, oh, okay, he's a body in this room. And he ended up starting several games in multiple seasons. And so that's that was kind of an under-the-radar move. Can Robbie do it again? Absolutely, I think he can, especially if the scheme fits. And, and once again, I think if you give Robbie a chance, um, there's a chance that he can make anybody's offense better, assuming he's able to put it all together. And it's a solid scheme fit. You know, what he did under Brian Harson in that offense, I don't think it was really as much of a scheme fit. 
And then I think this past season was more about opportunity because I do think the scheme fit was there under Hugh Freeze. It's just I don't think they trusted his arm as much as hopefully South Carolina will uh, coming up. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. You don't see many backup quarterbacks in the SEC have as much tape as Robbie does. I mean, it's kind of a unique situation because there were other quarterbacks in Auburn's room that we thought may leave, but they don't have any tape. And I, I assume there's a lot of backup quarterbacks throughout all of college football that don't have tape. Fortunately for Robbie, he had a lot of tape and, and clearly South Carolina uh, liked what they saw. Yeah, and for South Carolina Gamecock fans, they'll get to see Robbie Ashford for the first time in garnet black threads or green threads based on practice jerseys in spring ball in just a month and a half's time. So, Zach, thank you once again for coming on to today's show. For those of you who continue to watch and listen to today's show, the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, we're going to talk about what all happened last night on the hardwood for Lamont Paris and the Gamecocks. What led to the final result? We'll touch on all of that in just a few moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has officially wrapped up, but we are in the midst of the NFL playoffs, which means you can still get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Probably the most intriguing game this coming weekend will be the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Buffalo Bills in upstate New York. The Bills are currently two and a half point favorites, and it's the first time ever that quarterback Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs is playing on the road in the playoffs. Quite crazy. So the question is, do you think that this favors the Bills, or do you think that Mahomes and the Chiefs will find some magic late here in the playoffs? Whether you want to look at that game or other games, the FanDuel app is easy to use and you can bet on anything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Now, I know that some of y'all come to this podcast and we all come to sports to escape from the crazy realities of life. But I want to talk about preparing for real life for just a moment here because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is terrifying to think about. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my family members getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, I'm not going to have to worry about that, and you're not going to have to worry about that because of the Jace case over at Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any one of us, and so you don't want to get caught unprepared. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Welcome back to today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. 
Let's switch gears and talk about the hardwood now on Tuesday night because, boy, South Carolina's men's basketball team, they lost a real ugly game to the Georgia Bulldogs. The game lasted about two and a half hours thanks to all the fouls that were called by the officiating crew. That's an entire different discussion for another day. But South Carolina, it wasn't the point differential because they did only lose by five points. But it was more so the way in which South Carolina lost this game that was really disheartening, I think, for a lot of Gamecock fans that were there in attendance. And particularly, South Carolina's negative trend of shooting lulls caught up to them on Tuesday night when they played Georgia. In their past three conference matchups, South Carolina, they have had multiple different stretches where they have missed a bevy of shots, particularly four consecutive shots or more on the offensive end. And these stretches have really piled up in conference play, and it has basically prevented the Gamecocks from being able to either pull away from their opponents if they're in the lead, or be able to stay close with their opponent. So let's break down each of their last three games. Against Alabama, South Carolina had three different stretches where they missed four or more shots in a row. One of them included a stretch where they missed 12 straight shots. Those stretches combined for 13 minutes and 39 seconds of game action, and in that span, the Crimson Tide outscored South Carolina 20 to nothing. They wound up winning by, I believe, 27 points on that night. The very next game, South Carolina was still on the road, taking on the Missouri Tigers in this instance. They had four different stretches where they missed four or more shots on the offensive end, and those stretches combined for a total time of 15 minutes and 32 seconds. Throughout that span of time, Missouri outscored South Carolina 26-9. And that game obviously came down to the wire in South Carolina. In certain aspects, you could probably look at that game and say, admittedly, they're a bit lucky to walk away with a victory, considering the fact it was a road game at the same time. And then it did catch back up to them on Tuesday night against the Georgia Bulldogs. In this game, South Carolina only had two stretches where they missed four or more consecutive shots. However, one of those stretches involved a span of time where they missed 10 straight shots late in the second half. The cumulative time between both of those stretches was 12 minutes and 33 seconds. And in those 12 minutes and 33 seconds, Georgia outscored South Carolina 24 to 6. They wound up losing by five points. So, it is not the only reason why South Carolina lost against Alabama and lost against Georgia. There are plenty of other issues to dissect coming out of those games. However, this is something that has been an ongoing tread now for several games in SEC play. If the men's basketball team for the Gamecocks cannot correct this, if they cannot find a way to work through these shooting walls a little bit better in SEC play, then to be honest with y'all, they're going to have a hard time remaining a contender potentially for the NCAA tournament. We'll start talking about this team more as an NIT team because here's the thing. It's not going to get any easier for the Gamecocks here. They've got, I believe, seven quad one opportunities remaining on the schedule. And quite frankly, at the end of the season, quad one wins, 
that's going to be a big time barometer in terms of whether or not the committee decides to put you in the tournament. So far, I believe South Carolina only has one due to some other teams underperforming over the past couple weeks that they've beaten. And five of those seven games are on the road. So if South Carolina is going to make the tournament, they're going to have to win big games away from their home stadium. And if they cannot beat a team like Georgia in front of their home crowd, yes, it was late. It was a 9 o'clock tip-off, which felt ridiculous, but the student section still showed up. If you can't win those kind of games because your offense, quite frankly, is getting too stagnant, then um, it can get worse. It can definitely get worse for this team. So, obviously, some people might sit there and say, Andrew, it was just one bad night, Okay. But the stats show that this is not the first time that this has happened. So this is a trend that this team has to break and fast. Because if they don't, things could snowball. And before you know it, we're going to get to early to mid-February. And we're no longer talking about this team potentially making the big dance. I get it. Expectations heading into this season, while they were higher than last year's, maybe people weren't expecting the team to make the tournament. But we recalibrate those expectations because of the great start that they had. It'd be unfortunate if things were to go off the rails that quickly in conference play. So we'll see how Lamont Paris and this team bounce back this coming weekend when they take on the Arkansas Razorbacks in Bud Walton Arena over in Fayetteville. It's going to be another tough matchup there for the Gamecocks. But with all that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in as always. What are your thoughts on Auburn transfer quarterback Robbie Ashford and what he's going to bring to South Carolina's quarterback room. What are your thoughts on what Zach Blackerby had to say about Robbie Ashford? And lastly, what are your thoughts on South Carolina's loss to the Georgia Bulldogs? And are there any other trends that you think should have been brought up on today's show? No matter what your thoughts are, let me know down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or you can shoot me a direct message on X at a line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.